This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Saturday Squeeze is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, we had really good feedback on our first episode last week. Thank you to everyone who gave it a listen. And here we go again, hey? <laughs> Let's go again. Let's do it. We've got floods and all the G20 wash up this week. Yep. And that G Trudeau standoff, that was really quite something. We have a chat about the World Cup. That's coming at us next week. It is. And it's also National Skin Care Awareness Week. So we tell you about our go-to sunscreen. There you go. But first, as always, uh, what we will do at the start of the Saturday Squeeze podcast is tell you what squizzes we're looking at this week in news. Most click link out of the Squeeze Today email was to Taylor Swift's dress. Claire, did you like it? Yay or nay from you? I loved it. I thought she looked great. Okay, we'll put a link in your episode notes if you want to check that out. If you missed it, it was doing the rounds on social media. I'm a... Yeah, on the fence? I'm on the fence. I'm okay. not sure. I know there was a, a variety of opinions in the Squiz office. <laughs> That's very diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, a variety of opinions. Um, from that to the most covered story of the week, we work with Stream, a news intelligence platform. They tell us what was the most covered story this week. It was the flooding in New South Wales. So we're talking communities along the Murray River and also in the central west of the state. There was a lot of talk about the town of Yugara this week. Mm. Uh, It's thought that potentially three people have died there. It's a small community, just 700 people live there. Uh, One of the really staggering and scary stories of what's happened this week is that of the evacuations that took place uh, in the early hours of Monday morning. So 700 people live there. They had to do 100 rescues. 20% of the town actually got rescued by helicopter or by boat off roofs. It's amazing. Just It's just amazing to think. I mean, you and I are from a small community, Claire, to think how this is impacting that Mm. tiny, tiny town. We have so many people that listen to the Squiz Today podcast and read our newsletter from regional Australia. So probably from that Forbes region and Mm. and the region that's impacted. So just a shout out to everyone there this morning. Oh yeah. Please stay safe. We'll move on though now from local news to a week full of big international news stories. Claire, let's get into it. We ummed and ahed, Claire, about what to talk about this week. We considered talking about Trump 2024. That was a whole thing. That was a whole thing. (laughs) He's back. (laughs) He is back. We're not going to go into it, though. There's going to be so much time to talk Talk about about that. that. Yeah, Yeah. we decided not to talk about that this week. We've landed on G20. It really was just a constant throughout the news all week and what went on there at that big leaders summit. For me to kick it off, as you alluded to uh, at the start of the podcast, if you haven't seen the footage of Chinese President Xi Jinping confronting Canadian Mm. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Check it out. We'll put a link (laughs) in your episode notes to that as well. Xi took issue with the discussion that he and Trudeau had in an informal pull-aside meeting. What Xi said is that that uh, discussion shouldn't have been made public. Trudeau Mm. shouldn't have told the media what they discussed. He, as I said, confronted him in front of the cameras, Mm. berated him, really. He did. 
Very, very deliberate that he did that so publicly. Oh, yeah, it was a bit of performative art, really. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, look, he wanted to make a point, Xi Jinping. Uh, but, look, what I really want to talk about in all of that is the difference between those pull-aside meetings and an official meeting. You... <laughs> I got the lecture on this this week. I'm looking forward to everyone else understanding it as well. Off you go. So a formal meeting is a structured schedule. There's an agenda. There's protocols. And probably really importantly, there's a very official note taker that takes note of all of the things that they say and exactly what they decide to do. An informal meeting doesn't have that. Uh, and with the world as fractured as it is, uh, there's been quite a few of these informal talks. Mm. Uh, of course, they call it on the sidelines. I think Anthony Albanese called his meeting with Xi in the margins. Yeah, in the press release that Anthony Albanese put out, it actually said in the margins. That's in a new, the new way to refer to it. Exactly. So it doesn't have that formal aspect to it. They obviously have conversations and as Xi alluded to with Trudeau, there's bits you tell the media about, there's bits you don't, there's things that are publicly known after it, there's a lot that isn't. So that informality means they can have a deeper conversation. I was having a look at the commentary from journos that were covering uh, that meeting, that informal Mm. meeting, they were keen to point out the meeting was instigated by Xi Jinping. It was Mm. hosted by Xi Jinping. Albanese was very much the guest of that event. So international diplomacy is just one big power game and a lot of that played out in those interactions. Uh, It's also an expectations management game and Albanese had to do a fair bit of that. So in his meeting with Xi, uh, he had to say afterwards, look, nothing was decided. We didn't Mm. do anything in terms of making new commitments. So just to set expectations, no one should have really expected that to happen. Uh, Also resetting the relationship with Xi this week was US President Joe Biden. Was this a formal meeting? It was not. It was, it was also not. on the sidelines. Gotcha. So uh, that's the first time that Biden has met Xi since he became president. Uh, also, of course, other countries trying to get to Xi because China has been such a big issue for so many countries. So whether that actually leads to any progress, we'll wait and see because China is a really tricky customer. As we well know, um, that was a three hour pull aside then. They had a long time in the margins. Yeah, very long time <laughs> in the margins. Secondly, in and amongst all of this political noise, as you say, the power plays and the machinations of politics and you know global politics, I guess, there was actually work being done, things being agreed at mm. G20. From that, there's something called a joint communique that's released. And all I can think about when I was reading about this communique was imagine if you're the person in charge of drafting it. Can you imagine the markups <laughs> on that document? Do you think they use like Google Docs or? Uh, press release by committee. If you work in communications, you know it's like that's just the worst thing in the world. This would be just a nightmare because it's so carefully worded. Every single mm. word is sweated on. The point being and the big headline out of that communique was that most of the member states of the G20 strongly condemned the war in Ukraine, but there were other views as well. And that's a quote. Other views as well. Yeah, exactly. So the G20 includes countries like China, India, Saudi Arabia and South Africa. Uh, They have all been reluctant to condemn Russia in any form over the war in Ukraine. Mm. So when you put them together and ask them to sign a document, uh, it's really difficult. So Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, uh, he stood in for President Vladimir Putin at the summit. He accused countries like Australia, like the US, like the UK of trying to politicise 
criticise the communique uh, because of that really explicit condemnation of Russia. Explicit to the point of saying that they don't support the war in Ukraine, but they didn't mention Russia specifically exactly. in that communique. We all know who they were talking we about. We do. Uh, Claire, I'd like to finish with my sincere disappointment that there was no family photo coming out of the G20. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right to be disappointed. It was cancelled the first time in G20 history, yeah. in fact, that the family photo was cancelled. Uh, many leaders refusing to have their photo taken with any representative from Russia. So, so they just canned the whole thing. They just, just we're not doing it. Just it's not, off. It's too awkward. So <laughs> plenty of time for photos this week in the news coming up, Kate. So let's have a look at that now. We're heading into another really big week of news, but just to finish off the global summit season, Anthony Albanese is at APEC. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum. Uh, It's the summit where the leaders dress up in the funny shirts for the family photo. So we will get a family photo out of this one? Fingers crossed. It'll be like the worst thing of 2022 (laughs) if that doesn't happen. (laughs) It's usually a great photo. They do wear funny (laughs) shirts and they all dress up. Um, That's in Thailand happening as we speak. A lot of the same leaders head to that, Claire, but not Joe Biden. He's gone home to attend his granddaughter's wedding. He'll be represented by Vice President Kamala Harris. But Claire, we've got the FIFA World Cup starting as well next week. That's a big one. Yeah, it is. So we did our squish shortcut on that this week. Uh, That's all about the host nation of Qatar. Uh, This week, it's going to be a really big thing to keep an eye on because, of course, them hosting the World Cup is so controversial. So get that in your ears. Yeah, that's a big one. There's also a documentary on Netflix called called FIFA Uncovered. It's on my watching list this weekend. And Siobhan, who hosts the Squeeze Today podcast Mm. along with you, says it's well worth a look. So controversial that Qatar is hosting the World Cup. Yeah, and as for the game itself, Australia's in it. We are. And that's a good thing. Our first match is on Wednesday morning. That's 6am against France. And we have to win a pool game and draw a pool game to progress. So, look... I don't know. Let's see how we go. Who else is in our pool, Claire? This is a challenge. Do you remember? (laughs) Look, I know we're in the same pool as Denmark because when I heard that, I remember thinking, what on earth is Princess Mary going to do? Oh, yeah. I actually had a Google of that um, because I was wondering the same thing. (laughs) Nothing about it. Who knows who she's going to go for? We do not know. We will see. That's a big thing to build up to. Tough pool, apparently, Denmark and France and Tunisia is the other nation that we're playing against. Back home, though, locally, the Aries are on this week, Claire. So that's the night of nights for music lovers in Australia. Australia, absolutely. Natalie Imbruglia is hosting the Arias this year. Um, Black Friday sales, you love talking about sales. Oh, I love retail. It's just the dynamics of retail is really, really cool. Uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, those sales are now twice as big as the Boxing Day sales. So they're really a big thing these days. So next Friday, Black Friday. Exactly. And then we can talk about what we're going to buy in Saturday Squiz next week. Great. Awesome. Look forward to that. (laughs) Uh, That takes us neatly into Squiz Recommends, I think. We do have a buying recommendation and a few other things this week. Squeeze Recommends is something we've launched, as we talked about last week, off the back of Friday Lights. We like to give you some recommendations and what we're reading, listening, watching, buying, as we said. Mm. Uh, let's start with buying. 
why not? Because you've got quite a serious recommendation. Let's keep it light for now. Sunscreen. So I've never been a huge sunscreen user in my life, which Ooh, is, I that's know. that's something to admit. Uh, well, it's a generational thing too, I think. Like we just didn't slather on sunscreen when I was a kid, like um, the younger kids do these <laughs> days, which is a good thing. Uh, but anything from ultraviolet goes really well. Yep. I use the queen screen. It's a really good just plain sunscreen, but it doesn't give you that weird film that you get. Larissa, who um, put us onto put it, us onto it a yeah. couple of years ago, quite a few years ago. It's not cheap. I just used to use the cheap stuff, but I know why it's so good now because it makes your skin feel lovely. It does. It's yeah. real. It's a really nice product. Yeah, it is a really nice product. So, um, so all our Squeeze recommendations will be in your episode notes. They'll also be in the Saturday Squeeze newsletter that goes along with this podcast. That'll be in your inbox for anyone who's subscribed um, to the Squeeze Today newsletter. The Saturday Squeeze will just drop in there on Saturday mornings as well. Another recommendation from you is a podcast from The Guardian. Yeah, it's Ben Robert Smith versus the media. Uh, ben Robert Smith, of course, is the recipient of the Victoria Cross. He is the most decorated living Australian soldier. Uh, he is suing The Age, the Sydney Morning Herald and the Canberra Times for defamation uh, over reports that they ran. They did a big investigation into him and they accused him of war crimes and also of being a murderer. So it's a fascinating podcast. It's in extreme detail mm. of that trial. Uh, it ended in July. No verdict has been made. I'm trying to get ahead of that detail and, you know, when a decision is made just so I know about it. Understand but I'm it. absolutely gripped by it. It's yeah, you really have been talking about it all week. Um, the other thing you've been talking about all week, this is Squiz <laughs> Recommends Claire edition this week. <laughs> Kath and Kim... They're doing a whole reunion thing. You tell me it's a big deal. I believe you. We all love Kath and Kim. It worries me a little bit because can you ruin the magic by doing a reunion special? Look, those women are just so smart. Yeah. I just don't believe with any fibre of my being that they could ruin it because they're so clever. Uh, our Effluent Life, that appears on Sunday. On Monday, it's the second part. It's called 20 Preposterous Years. So <laughs> She's already laughing just at the title. She loves it. <laughs> crack open the cardinet, get the footy franks on. I just can't wait. Oh, darling, It's going to be great. I mean, yeah, let's stop pretending to be Kath and Kim. We're not good at it. It's not our thing. But um, you are very excited about that. Mm. Channel 7's got that. Yep. How about Neighbours coming back, hey? Yeah. So Amazon has picked it up. And look, it's risky to bring things back. I put that in that category. I thought we said goodbye. Yeah. Well, you and I had a discussion about this this morning because it was literally the first thing. I woke up this morning, opened my phone and it was just everywhere. Neighbours is back and I, yeah. we just said goodbye and yeah. now it's coming back. So Amazon's got the rights to it next year. And they're not just bringing back the old stuff. They're making new, new stuff. Neighbours. Start filming next year. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the story. Um, sometimes I think you just have to finish on a high, a.k.a. the crown, but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> it's a controversial conversation, that For one. another time. Knowing when to leave when you're on top is one of the great skills of life, I think. It is. It absolutely is. I think that wraps up Squeeze Recommends this week. Is there anything else from you? No, I'm done. I think we're done. Yeah, on to uh, Squeeze Press. Squeeze Press Claire is all the news from Squeeze HQ. 
make it quick this week. You went to Canberra. I did. You spoke at a thing? I did. I spoke at the National Press Club. I didn't deliver a press club address. I can't say I that. thought you were doing that. I thought you were making a speech. So <laughs> I was very confused when you said you weren't. You were on a panel. I was on a panel for the Women in Media Canberra, uh, a group of really great women talking about audience and all sorts of things around content. It was a really fun night. And uh, you met Amanda Whiteley from her Canberra and you have a lot of nice things to say about oh, her. She's seriously impressive. And Emma McDonald, who is one of their journalists, she's a, a really great journo. So, yeah, they're very impressive. I'd like to know more about them and get to know Amanda a bit better. Yeah. So, Amanda, if you're listening, just put that on your radar. Her Canberra is a great publication. We have lots of people who listen from Canberra. Claire, on that note, I'm actually heading to Canberra now. Oh, I'm a lucky to, thing. A lucky thing. I'm off to Canberra. see my sister, so that'll be nice. And um, if you have any feedback for us on Saturday Squeeze, we'd love to hear it. We also hope you're enjoying the newsletter as well. Our email address is hello at thesqueeze.com.au. And on that note, we'll be back next week. Thank you.